Welcome to episode two of the Pal Driver. Uh, this podcast is dedicated to the wrestling industry, the WWE, TNA, ROH, anything and anything to do with wrestling. Um, this is my second podcast. Sorry, it took a little longer than a week on this one. I um, the other one I put out before Monday Night Raw came on last week. Um, and then didn't want to do one um, so early because I wanted to wait and at least get two Raws that have come to pass since then. So that way we can talk about some things when I talk about the current product uh, and everything uh, that goes uh, in, in, in uh, everything that goes with it. So today I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be a shorter uh, shorter podcast. I'm gonna go over a couple topics here um, and let's, let's get going. There's a lot of news and uh, going on today. Uh, the number one topic that we're gonna talk about is the TNA situation. Uh, TNA is currently under um, is 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 not looking like they're going to have a renewed deal with Spike TV. Doesn't mean that they're not going to have a deal with Spike TV. Just as of right now, they're not going to renew their current deal, which means basically Spike TV is saying if you want to stay on TV, you're, we're gonna we're gonna give you less money, um, and uh, or we're cutting you all together. Um, so I think that is interesting. Hopefully uh, TNA uh, can work something out. Uh, I do I do believe that the impact show does bring in their most uh, their most programming so therefore it'd be dumb for them to get rid of it uh, and I think if Dixie Carter's smart she can do that but the whole point of Dixie, what Dixie Carter's going through is the Vince Russo thing you know you were told by the Japanese investors and a lot of investors and even when Jeff Jarrett was involved did not bring in Vince Russo and not have Vince Russo a part of it at all um, and the problem is you keep you keep bringing Vince Russo in. Now, I like Vince Russo. I think Vince Russo has done a lot for the industry. I do do know that he's he's kind of messed up in the head, you know, and he's got a lot of a lot of issues here and and so to speak and things going on. But the bottom line is he's a smart man. He knows he knows how to write. And he knows how to create. But when Vince Russo was in the WWE and WWF at the time, Vince Russo had Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon would take something and change it. And Vince Russo himself in interviews with Stone Cold Steve Austin and other people, he has said that Vince McMahon was a genius because he would take an idea, Vince Vince McMahon would look at it and tweak little bitty things about it that would make it go from from a from a good idea to a great idea. So the problem with Vince Russo is that he miss he's missing that Vince McMahon aspect to tweak those little things to to get these things across. So with him not having a filter, so to speak, or having anybody to tweak those things, um, you know, it's it's terrible television. We saw that with WCW. We saw that with TNA. Uh, now there's also reports out there that that the um, that the Owen Hart's brother or Owen Hart Bret Hart's brother um, is so upset, and they said you know he's a there he's basically says he killed his brother things like that. I don't believe Vince, Vince Russo actually killed Owen Hart. I think uh, that was just a freak accident. There's no reason to blame that going on. But um, but it's it's very you know Dixie Carter kind of gets what she's coming. She's been told to stay keep Vince Russo away from the company from the from from all of her investors, and she's secretly trying to keep him involved. Dixie, you need to just cut ties with Vince altogether and let Vince Russo go on in the sunset and leave and, and just let it go on. You need to quit um, quit having your associates with him um, with um, with Vince Russo. Um, and when she says she's going to, she needs to do it. Um, so she basically needs to just go ahead and um, and allow Russo um, to uh, to go on in his business. Let her don't don't try to secretly bring him back. Just let it go. Let it be. Let it go. Uh, WWE is making a lot of cuts lately because of what they're going on with the network. I'm going to get to the network here in just a moment. But WWE is making a lot of cuts 
Um, basically, they I, I, I understand what's going on. It stuck, sucks for the for families involved, but they're losing money, and they have to. They're cutting back money in some way, and they haven't. They they've cut some talent, and they've cut some office things, and I I think they're going to go back and cutting some talent again. I have a feeling some more talents. I know some people has has is leaving the company, uh, and I think that has to do with with the fact that they kind of I will leave, and you don't cut ties with us or whatever that may be. But uh, you know they're struggling right now, and. Um, I mean, it's hard to say they're struggling when they're a multi-million dollar company, but they're struggling from where they need to be. Um, and um, so that happens. And hopefully um, before you know it, those people can have their job backs or, or they won't cut anymore and they can worry worry about other things to cut. I can think of a way to cut programming is drop your show down to two hours and quit showing replays and um, quit showing you know, silly, silly things over and over and over. They aired that Brock Lesnar, uh, John Cena thing last night like three times. The whole, it's like, what? Put, give me some wrestling. Let's, let's, why are you showing me that three times? You're, you're, you're trying so hard to push the WWE Network and get people to subscribe to it that they're thinking that they keep showing you this footage and making it, you know, make things, okay, let's go, I'm going to go ahead and skip to the network, okay? Make things exclusively only on the network, not just the pay-per-views, not just NXT. Make other things. Raw always has our post-show. After after Raw goes on, they always have matches or something happens after the show. Soon as Raw goes off the show, don't do this post-show or whatever. Soon as Raw goes off the show, tell people, let, let, let there be something going on that you're going to miss if you don't have the WWE Network. What, it, it's the easiest thing to do. You allow this to happen. You say you the show ends at 11.05. All of a sudden, you know, there's a match or there's something happening, something going on, and they're getting ready to fight again. Uh, turn on the WWE Network right now to see what's going on. Boom. People will log on the WWE Network or at that moment and watch the rest of it. Not just the 600,000 people that subscribe. You get other people to subscribe to everything, and they're going to think, oh, my goodness, I'm missing out on these extra little footages. And here's the thing. The following week or the following Friday on, Raw, on uh, SmackDown, don't show the footage that happened at the end. Show clip just like you used to do in the pay-per-views. You would show a picture and you would talk about what happened, but don't show it. Make people have the WWE Network to see the stuff that will draw people to the network. It's $9.99. It's a great price. We've heard that time and time again. That is a great price. But your average regular user that just going to watch WWE Network every so often. It's not it, to them nine ninety nine. It's not worth that. The the diehard fan it is, but the average user is not. So if you give them something that they're going to miss out on, not just pay per views because they can still go all the cart, they can still go to BW threes, they can still see the pay per views without having the network right now. You have to make something else on there that's going to make people draw them into it. So having a Special events or having a post brawl or a post smackdown only available on the, for the crowd and for the crowd there and the WWE Network, you will get people to subscribe. Have some live shows available too on there. I told you that before. You will get people to subscribe. Another thing, and I think they're working on a new price. I know I know it's going to go over international. And that's going to help with some more subscribers. But they're bringing on a new price range where you're going to you can just buy it per per month at nineteen ninety nine. I like that idea, but I don't. But that's not the idea I would go with. I would go with fourteen ninety five. Fourteen ninety five. You can buy the all cart and you can cancel it anytime. You can sign it up, boom, you have it for thirty days, and you can just renew it. You can automatically renew it every month for fourteen ninety five, 
or you can boom, click the agreement to sign for six months. Now, apparently some people has already canceled their WB network, and I don't know if they have to pay the $60 overall or what that has to do. I don't know. But you basically make it where $14.95 for one month, set that up. They can have it every month, automatically renew it. Or you can just pay one month right now in advance. Boom, sign up for one month, make that $19.95. So here you do. Have it set up on a renewal month-to-month basis. $14.95, you give them your credit card information. They get that. Maybe you can give them something extra, some kind of bonus with that. So a week free or something else if they do the $14.95. Then they can all make every month it'll renew, but they can cancel at any time. Or you can have them just buy it per month, set up, boom, $19.95, boom, they have it for 30 days. They have it until this date. It's going to automatically shut off. They'll have to renew for another $19.95 or set up another option. Or you can do the $9.95 uh, or $9.99, whatever that is. Now, six months, boom, you have it for six months. Automatically renew it six months or, you know, send an email to renew. Do And then, um, you know, work out with some kind of deal with cable providers to get some sort of the network on, either at least the live, the live portion of it on where people can have it that way too. Um, I don't know. There's, there's many different ways to do it. But I think having exclusive programming only available on the WWE Network would make people go, not just to pay-per-views, exclusive programming after Raw, live shows. Um, you know, instead of bringing out DVDs, why not say, why not cut, say, split things in half? Instead of say, this, this these stuff is going to go out in DVDs, this stuff is going to go out on the WWE Network. You can't buy it on DVD, you only see it on WWE Network. This stuff that's on DVDs, you can't get it on WWE Network for another year or so to spin out. Um, I don't know. That's just that's just my suggestion. Um, you know, the current product right now, I'm loving what's going on with WWE and some of the storylines. I'm loving the Dean Ambrose thing. I love it. I absolutely love the Dean Ambrose. I think it's great. I talked about that before. I love his character. I love what they have going on. I'm really liking... Um, a lot of things are going on. I like the John Cena, uh, Brock Lesnar thing. I think it's good. I think Brock Lesnar needs to win the title, as I said before. They need he needs to win the title. He needs to be the most hated heel in the business. He cannot be. He has to be more hated than Triple H and Stephanie. More hated than even and, and, and Paul Heyman is going to help with that. But more hated than anyone out there, than the authority, than Randy Orton. He needs to be the most hated heel because he's the champion. He's got to be number one. And him not being at all the shows, I don't, it doesn't matter. Paul Heyman would be there at every show. And Paul Heyman would help keep that alive. He's got to be the most hated heel. And then he's got to use his big physique beast to try to control everyone and bully everyone and be so hated Therefore, it might even cause the authority to turn and be the good guys, and they might have to lean on someone like Daniel Bryan or, or, uh, or uh, Seth Rollins, or not Seth Rollins, sorry, um, Roman Reigns. So they got to make uh, Brock Lesnar the most hated heel. He's got to become the most hated heel, and they got to do that. And, um, you know, maybe the authority can do something where, you know, you can have, uh, they, have to, they have to rely on Daniel Bryan or, or Roman Reigns or something that can kind of be turned turn face a little bit and, and allow them to go take over the beast by SummerSlam because for, or by WrestleMania because he's just that, they just can't stop him. He's unstoppable. But he's got to be the most hated heel. A um, couple more things I want to talk about real fast is that I see that SummerSlam is going to have a bunch of, um, uh, you know, guests over the weekend, their little event with autographs and things, and Sting's going to be involved. I think that's good. I think that's another great sign for Sting to appear with the WWE eventually in the future. 
I'm excited for that. I think uh, even if it's one match, I think they can get more than one match out of him. But even if it's just one match, I think it would work. It would be great. Uh, another thing that I noticed is that um, there is um, there is a um, new title belt going to come after SummerSlam. Finally, they're going to go down to one belt. It's going to look very similar to the WWE title belt now, so it's going to have some altercations. Um, I mean, I think they should just go back, instead of making the logo real huge on it, just go back and put the logo on it small and make some kind of eagle or something and do... I don't know. I just I just hope they don't get rid of the personalized crap. I get tired of the personalized button belts with all people's names and stuff, and they change every time. Make the title belt the title belt, and no matter who has it, that's their belt. And when you take the belt, you don't have to go get altercations. You can have the belt. Um, that's what it gets on my nerves. So hopefully, if they do change the belt, they're not going to have these where you change your the sides of it to match your who you are and your your slogans and your logos and just. Just make it a, a title belt and leave it alone. Um, it just it just drives me crazy when they do that stuff. So, um, but um, and I have a feeling the Intercontinental Title is on the way up to be mean something again. It's looking like this is a great feud between Dolph Ziggler and Miz. So I'm not gonna all that. This Brie and um, and Stephanie, I think it's gonna that's gonna go on for a little while past SummerSlam. I like it. I think it'd be great. I heard Jim Ross say something about Nikki turning heel would be awesome. I think that would be great and have a sister versus sister thing. And um, I think that could, that could work too. So uh, there's a lot going on, a lot, lot that could happen that I think would be great. I told you this is going to be a short podcast. Um, I'm getting in the habit of getting things going. I'm in the process of trying to get some guests laid on uh, here in the next couple of weeks. Um, hopefully, um, there's a couple people I have lined up. Worst case scenario, at least get someone else to talk where we can share and talk and discuss things. But um, but for the for right now, I'm I'm in the process of trying to get a couple guests. I have one that told me they would do it. I just got to let them know. Um, and then uh, and then I'm waiting on one more uh, to get this going. So it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Uh, the moment of the week this week is WrestleMania 25, and it's the Ultimate Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker streak match, their first one. If you have the WB Network, you can go to WrestleMania Rewind and watch that match over right now. Um, it, is, um, it is pretty cool. Um, pretty pretty awesome when you see that. You see the interviews from people around. You see behind-the-scenes footage. You see it in post and, and post interviews from Sean and, and Undertaker, too. Uh, it's a great, uh, great match, and uh, that's my moment of the week to talk about. Watch, Go on. If you have the network, watch that. WrestleMania rewind of that match, or just go watch WrestleMania 25. Period. WrestleMania 25 was an amazing product altogether. Go check it out. And um, by far, I think the Undertaker Shawn Michaels is probably my favorite, one of my favorite, if not my favorite match of all time. At least my in my top five. That Undertaker Shawn Michaels. The next one was just, was great too, but that one was pretty amazing. So uh, that's it for this week. Sorry, like I said, it's a little shorter, but um, I just um, have a, wanted to get another podcast up, and I have a lot working on the next couple. So. Um, I hope you like, tune in, tell your friends about it. The Pound Driver, I am out.